Hello, investors. This is Michael with Investorly. At the intersection of financial education and opportunity, we empower you to invest early. In episode 17, we welcome Jake the DJ, an NFT artist. We learn how Jake got started creating NFTs, hear about his style, and take community questions. The Investorly podcast is brought to you by Dayslice, our home for all scheduling, payment, and website solutions in one place. Learn more today and sign up for free at dayslice.com. To stay informed of upcoming episodes, receive our valuable weekly newsletter and learn to earn by subscribing at investorly.substack.com. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Jake the D-Gen. Where does Jake the D-Gen start? Like, give us your background when it comes to art and uh, how you even got into the entire idea of being an artist. Yeah, I started making art when I was, I don't know, I can't really put an age on it, but when I was young, like me and my best friends, my best friend's dad had a Sony VX. And so we were just kind of like goof, goofballs, you know, we would just make skits and like uh, film ourselves and then walk out of the frame and then edit it and like we disappear, you know, just like dumb stuff. Like we were like elementary, middle school, but my friend Josh and I really started editing them and like messing around. We would mess around with After Effects and like edit full videos in After Effects because we did not know what we were doing. And um, so that was kind of the start. And like around then I started, you know, I was young, like I was like not even a teenager. And I started, you know, like playing Call of Duty, going on YouTube. And I saw people made montages of this stuff. And so I started doing that. And I think that was one of the first times I got a little bit of money to make an edit for that, which was really cool. And then naturally I just ended up buying my own camera when I was younger I was into all different types of hobbies like I remember vividly one like I don't know it was the week of Christmas or some shit and I remember sneaking out of my room to go try to listen to my parents you know see if they were talking about anything and I heard them talking about should we get them this camera or not because our son's in so many different hobbies that like is this going to be something you know fifteen hundred dollars that we spent on this camera that he's just gonna put down in six months or something so i was just in all different types of things i got a camera and then i pretty much just like went crazy from there i I was i grew up in so i was shooting i mean i was shooting lookbooks for my friends i was just shooting whatever i could longboarding like just anything i could and around that time i had played hockey my whole life and i was like all right jake like be honest with yourself like you are not going to be in the NHL. If you were, that would have happened. Like you would have been out of here. You, if you know, you were 15, you would have been in Europe or some shit. So I just put through everything into being creative, I guess. I feel like for a lot of artists and creatives, it's kind of just like, it just is. I don't really think about it, like making stuff necessarily. Like I just, that is just what I do. Um, I was going to go to U of A, but again, I got on this like I started being an artist really and started making things. And I was like, why would I go to a school where it's just like fraternities, sororities, they all drink. Like, that's not really what I'm into. I'm going to be miserable. So I like last second decided to go to this art school in Chicago. I went there and then two years in, I ended up dropping out. I met Vic Mensa and his manager. And I basically went up to his manager, Cody. And I was like, yo, I don't care what you pay me but you guys are going to Coachella. You guys are working with all these people and no one's there to film it or shoot it. Like, and I'm going to drop out of school. 
like now. So you just pay me enough to eat, whatever. So then I worked with them for years. Yeah, that's kind of like the basis of the story. After that, there's a bunch of shit that happened. But yeah, I really see myself as like a visual artist. And I could pretty much not do anything. But I mean, if I don't know it, I'm going to learn it. <laughs> you know, like uh, a lot of my stuff is like, I'll think of something in my head or see some something that I want to make. And then I'll tell people, you know, I tell people like, it's not necessarily about the way that I get there, but like the fact that I get there. So, um, yeah, I don't limit myself to mediums or tell myself I can't do this or that. I just, if I do step into another medium, it's like, I just try to respect it as best I can. Yeah. So I, I love that. And I have a few questions around that, but I want to start with looking at your bio. You co- you say you're an artist, just a boy with a dream. So what is that dream? What is the Jake, the DJ dream? Are you, um, I mean, are you living it at this point or what is the dream in your mind? I mean, I guess so, but money doesn't change things. Like money doesn't change anything. It's great. It's amazing. I'm like, Oh, I can pay my debts off. I can do all these amazing things that take a lot of stuff off my shoulders. But I think it's cliche to say this, but I honestly just want to be the best. <laughs> like, I feel like if, if you're going to do something and not, and not try to do that and be the best at what you're doing, then you, you should just try to, you should just quit and do something else. Like, so that's my goal. I mean, and whether that's, obviously that's going to big art houses and auction houses and like being an artist who's like not really been paid. Like, I mean, I have definitely the work I do, but we all know that like doing work for music labels and like, you don't really get paid what you're supposed to be paid. And so I just, I don't know. That's my goal is to just like be the best artist and to take myself places that I like have dreamed of, you know? Yeah. Well, so one of the things I've always loved about you and and following your journey and just kind of watching it from, you know, I would say afar, even though we followed each other for a while, is that kind of thing that I always feel like I recognize real. And you have always kept it real with your comments, with the way that you approach art, the way that you have grown and in the industry in general. And I love that, that you want to be the best. When you talk about being a visual artist, I guess, starting off, who inspires you to create the art that you create? Is there someone or a group or a style that you've, you've seen uh, through your, your journey that you kind of connect with and then try to pair into your own? Or how did you come up with your style? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm very curious about. Uh, I think it's more for me. Of, well, honestly, I'm inspired by a ton of people, a ton of artists. Like, I could name so many, but I'm more inspired by the aura and the energy that artists give off and like certain eras like i'm super inspired by keith herring warhol like that time all those artists in new york who were like doing something new and something that people kind of like frowned upon in a way it's the same thing with music like i love doing music videos i loved doing that and like just doing them like guerrilla style just like i would see so many photographers or videographers who are really like cringe or and would ask people for pictures and it's like i want i I don't want that like i'd rather be cool with somebody because then i know that when we shoot a video it's gonna be the best like it's gonna be like a document documentary like it's gonna be crazy so i think it's more this energy like the do-it-yourself unorthodox like that's always how i've described my work even before nfts has 
DIY and unorthodox. Like I can do these things and I'm going to do them in my way. You know what I mean? And I'm again, I'm going to get to where I want to go. Like doing a DIY. I didn't go to school. I mean, I did go to school for it, but I didn't go to school to paint. I didn't go to school to do 3d. I didn't go to school to code. I didn't go to school for like any of that stuff. So that's really the basis of it. it. But I mean, in terms of like straight up who I'm inspired by, I'm inspired by Kanye. I'm inspired by Kobe Bryant. I'm inspired by Tony K directed American history X. Who's a of mine X copy, obviously, but like I've just started to see X copy work. So it's like more so am inspired by like video, um, like Namjoon Pak. He's like this, um, video artist, uh, Bill Viola, a lot of shit I've seen in, in museums or whatever that I never knew of these people before. And then go in and I'm just like, Oh my God, this shit's crazy. Like old glitch stuff from these artists, like really all types. I don't limit myself to how I can create or what I'm inspired by. Like I see all types of stuff that I'm inspired by all the time, honestly. And I just will like take little like bits and pieces of it. But yeah, I, I usually spend a lot of time when I'm drawing or just hanging out at home, like watching artist documentaries and just like listening to them talk about things. When you create the art, such as your next one of one, how long does something like that take to create? That one took me forever, <laughs> but like <laughs> some of the other ones might not take as long, but for the most part, a lot of them take a long time. That one though, particularly like took a long time. So, because, so yeah. I want to I dive into that a little bit because I think forever, a long time can be quite different to whoever is, uh, you know, deciding what that means to them. So when you say the, the next one of one and this one that's pinned to the, to the thread right here at the top, what does this one specifically, I mean, you said it took forever. So obviously that's a, a long time, but in, in, I mean, can you give us actually like, is that a month? Is that six months? Is that something that you, like, you put it down, you come back to it? Talk about the process a little bit. This one was like nine or 10 months. <laughs> um, this was a really long one, but it was also supposed to be dynamic. Like I was going to change this all each time, but then I keep looking at it and it's, it's, it's good enough as it is. It's like, it might, it'll be too much if it's moving. So my thing is I usually just like, you know, in iPad, my sketches or like, you know, premiere, whatever I'm working in is I'll just like start an idea, take it as far as I want to for that moment, you know, and then pretty much move on to the next one. Like if I want to work on a, if I want to work on something else, that's closer to being finished that I had already started. Like maybe I'll, you know, jump over to that one, but I don't really like work on one. And that's the only one I'm working on because I, I feel like you just get pigeonholed and super narrow minded and like then you start to stress yourself out on how what what does this need what do i need to finish to this to to make it perfect and i just don't try to do that especially with everything like with how everything is now and just like nfts and everything is i feel like a lot of artists even artists that are just putting out one of ones and additions are in such a rush and for me i'm like there's really no rush like I want to, I want each piece to be better and better and better. And that takes time, you know, like to be cranking out pieces all the time is like, yeah, people might like it, but I need to like it. I need to feel like I 
grew, you know, each time. So this one particularly, though, took a long time. This was like 10 or 11 months because I started this like a couple months after I was in the space. So last year around April or May. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, just looking at it, it, the detail, the depth, there's so much intricacy to it. Uh, to hear you then talk about that it took you, that it's taken you almost close to her and that you've worked on it simultaneously while working on other projects is, it's a fascinating uh, dive into the the artist, you know, kind of behind the scenes and a little bit of the thought process from the butterflies to the brain um, to uh, the hands to the pills. There's so much going on in the, in the image that, um, you know, I, I love hearing more about it. When you say next one of one, do you name each piece? Do you let the, the, the owner name it? What do you, what do you feel like this is named? This one was originally going to be named simple mechanics, but I changed the name to it this morning to 21st century rage. And is that because that's how you're feeling in the moment this morning? Or is that something that you connected to recently? What would, what, what caused the name change or the thought behind that? So Simple Mechanics is this name that I kind of like got inspired by. My mom found some dude, I guess, who lives in Denver because my mom lives in Denver with me. And this guy just like does poems with like, you could either, you could just go up to him and say, just write me a poem. Or you could say, here's one word and then write me a poem. So she said love. And he wrote this whole crazy poem about, it was crazy. It was so beautiful. It's like, it's just about love, basically. And it's explaining a machine and it's called Simple Mechanics. And so that was the idea for it. But then within the past, though, like I've just been coming up with, sometimes I'll come up with like a, something that could be a cool name, basically. And so I was thinking about that recently. I was like, 21st century, like, I don't know, just something that's a longer title. And so I had posted this this morning without a name, and I just kind of looked at what people were saying, and then I, I mean, I think that that's a good title for it, personally. Someone was like, oh, it really feels like, the, you know, how a lot of people feel right now, da, da, da. and I was like, okay, having that name in my head, and then hearing people say that, like, I was like, okay, cool, like, I feel like that's a good, you know, title for it, so... I mean, to be fair, I think what you title it as the artist is a is a fair and good title since it's your artwork. I love the story behind it, though. That's interesting. Uh, gives you a little bit more perspective and depth on where you're coming from. Let's talk about NFTs a little bit and the different platforms that you can use. What are your thoughts around the different platforms? What do you focus on? Um, and what do you say to anyone that's just getting started? Because obviously a lot of people are new to just Twitter, but, you know, NFTs to being an artist, uh, to all of it. So, uh, you know, you've had some experience now. What do you say to someone that's brand new and trying to get involved? And, and where do you say they look to the platforms, whether it's Super Rare, Nifty Gateway, OpenSea Foundation, all of them? If you're an artist and you don't know what Manifold is, you need to go look them up. <laughs> my opinion on this, because I've been onboarding some of my friends and stuff lately, and I'm like, listen because as as someone who like i'll collect stuff you know like total i love doing that i love buying artist work and like i love just buying and collecting stuff that i love but now i'm like if i see that someone hasn't if i see that someone has it on an open sea contract and is new i'll i'll be i'll try to take the time and like 
be like, all right, check this out. Like, you should mint this on your contract, da, da, da. But I'm not going to buy that because, in my opinion, it's like, if you're not going to do enough, I mean, I feel like it might sound mean, but I feel like it's really real, especially now and where we are. It's like, if you're not going to do enough to figure out what provenance is and care enough, then it's like, should I spend three grand, one ETH, whatever it is on this piece, right? So that is my biggest thing is go to man, figure out, like really like learn and educate yourself if you don't know about like provenance, having your own contract, why it's important, what it means, things like that. Other than that, I want to say foundation sucks. I'm sorry. I have to be really honest. Foundation takes such a crazy amount, such a crazy percentage that it's not even... It'd be different if they're promoting artists. If the, it'd be different if they're doing interviews and like, you know, like super rare, like tweets every week. Like, oh, these are the biggest sales of artists of the week. Like that's dope because they're constantly championing the artists that are on their platform. And that's why I wanted to get on super rare. But again, I have done really all of it with just having OpenSea and Manifold. And it's like the provenance coming from you is the, means everything. So that's the biggest thing I could, I'd say. The ones that I frequent most are OpenSea and, I mean, yeah, OpenSea, look, I mean, I go on Super Rare, I go on, you know, some like Tezo stuff sometimes, but like really those two are like the biggest ones I go to and scroll and look at work, you know? I, I love that. I love the the realness, um, you know, sharing your views, your thoughts and helping uh, new artists and anyone that hears this and thinks I'm going to get into it. You talked about being, uh, you know, liking to, to support other artists and buying uh, pieces. Uh, what other artists that you personally like to, to their stuff and some of the artists that you see in the space that you really support? I get some stuff from Dalton Manorad. He's in my discord i get some i get stuff from people on my discord a lot apocalypse art is another one i have like maybe 10 of his pieces uh emotional does a bunch of really dope stuff i think he's in the crowd yeah show deers the man i don't have any of his stuff yet but i really need it i love gremplin like although it's more like pfp stuff i love gremplin omente jovim he's crazy good x copy of course I love Ratwell, so I have a bunch of tubby cats. I think they're the shit. Ghosts are really dope. I also love to find, like, I like to go find people who make the PFP collections and then go find their early editions and stuff and, and own those. Jasty's dope. I love Ferocious. Matt Dogue, he's a photographer. He's the shit. Lucrece, Monsters, like, I could go on and on. There's so many dope artists. I mean, I love to buy art as well from artists who aren't necessarily, like, Ethereum native, but that I love. So, like, I have a piece from Futura 2000. I have some stuff from, like, uh, Trouble Andrew, the Gucci Ghost dude. Tons of stuff. I love buying artist work. I think that if you're an artist in the space and you have friends who reach out to you or you see artists posting their work, the best way to onboard someone really is to buy their stuff. Because before I had ETH, I was just like, well, this is cool, but like, does anyone actually sell their work? Like, I don't know, you know? So I feel like that's the best way you can onboard somebody, you know, is like, is, is to support them and buy a piece of their work. Because the once someone bought a piece of my work, it's like, since then, 
there's like been a demand for it almost, you know. Do you remember who the first the your first artwork sold to? Uh, let me look. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was Ato. Remember the dude who was the egg? <laughs> yeah. I don't know where he went. I don't know who he is. I don't know anything. But that was the first guy who bought my work. I love that you're talking about artists supporting artists and how to move the space forward and to help new artists to to show them that, you know, making a sale uh, and, and that support goes such a long way. I love and respect so many people in the space that do that because that's a that's a kind of paying it forward but simultaneously getting something that you also love and then you know that's how you build the space and you build the community and really in the right way so i love hearing that that's something you believe strongly in and then you sharing that i think only empowers others to think like that and that mindset goes a long way yeah that's how you build community like really you know yeah and and also the biggest thing i should say about this is if you're going to buy people's work, like don't buy anything that you don't like just because you feel like you should support an artist. Like that's probably the worst feeling. I feel like that's gotta be, that's worse than probably buying something that rugs is like buying something that should have a different home, you know, like someone else would really appreciate it. I think that's like really important and people don't really talk about that enough. Like that's like false sense of security, you know? Like yeah. if you're buying someone's work and you don't really love the piece, but you love the artists and want to support them, like buy pieces that you love and want to hold on to, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's great advice. And, uh, and I love that because yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, buy what you like. You don't go to a store and buy the shirt or buy the jeans that you don't like, buy the ones that you like so that no matter what, you'll keep wearing them. The same thing for art, buy the art that you you like so that you enjoy it no matter what the price is, no matter where it is or what you're looking at. Um, so I think that's a, a brilliant statement and makes a lot of sense. So we brought up Slurpee. I know Slurpee is one of your biggest fans and I want to give Slurpee a chance to ask a question. So thanks for being here on a conversation with Slurpee. Um, yeah, I want to ask Jake a question. Uh, I just wanted to say, I really agree with what he just said, like that point they just made my friend who actually got me into art. I convinced him to mint a few of his own pieces. I sent him the ETH for it and everything. There's only two or three that I really loved, loved, and I purchased them immediately. The other ones I'm waiting for other people to come to. But uh, I really do think that it's amazing how you're able to bring people into this space. I'm currently trying on his own contract and everything. But I really just want to say thank you, man. Your art's amazing. The things you talk about, amazing and i just love it all thanks of course man i appreciate it i appreciate the love too for real thanks for being here slurpee and coming up uh, if anybody else wants to uh you know request to come up and have a question or a statement for for jake more than welcome to um at the same time i wanted to to ask you about uh i guess nfts right and 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 your the space where we are uh, right now and where we're going. I mean, because clearly NFTs have changed a lot of lives. I mean, what's your take as we, you know, we move into the end of the first quarter, 2022, becoming a lot more popular in mainstream society, NFTs. Wh where do you think we are in the whole realm of just NFTs? I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts on this, but I think the biggest thing I'd say is that I think this year, hopefully, people really are focused on, like, curation. Like, I feel like we have to curate things. We don't need to tell other people to curate them. Like, people just have to curate them themselves. 
you know, like buying things with ETH is basically voting. So every time you buy something, you're voting for that project. So it's, I don't know. I, I really believe generally that a lot of stuff it's, you know, like I've bought art that I love and then I see like, Oh wow, that art is worth like way more now, you know? And it's not necessarily about that. I know that it is for some people and it's like, that's possible too with art. You know, like I'm pretty open with people who are in my community too. Like we don't really talk about floor prices and prices that much, but I'm open and like, if you got it for X amount and you can sell it for more and that's like life changing, like do it. Like I have no problem with that. You know, it's just when it becomes this like discussion where that's what it's about, you know, like that, that's the type of stuff that at least for me as an artist, I'm just, it turned me off of it completely, you know, but I mean, people are going to have to buy PFPs or these other things like, cause it's a gamble and people want to make money. So I get that. And that's how, that's how, that's how people make their money to buy art, right? Like, I totally understand that. But I think this year is like duration. Like, I know I'm trying to do it on my own is just like make a marketplace for collectors of mine that has just other smart contracts and artists that I myself like, you know? And I feel like that's, that's one step in that direction because that's something where it's like, if my friend asked me about this stuff and I can be like, oh, dude, check out this website that I built. And it's like, you can see the stuff that I like, you know, there's no, there's no filler. Cause if you send a friend to OpenSea, it's just like telling someone to go to Amazon or eBay and to find some super amazing shit. It's like, it's not really going to happen. So yeah, I feel like curation is such a big, a big thing in the space. Um, other than that, I just, we all knew this stuff with the SEC and the coins and all that was going to be a thing so i don't know why it's a surprise to people i think a lot of it is incentives you know like in my opinion like looks rare it's like what is the incentive for people to use looks rare because my incentive was i got an airdrop and i went on there for about a week and i really gone on there since so it's like incentives have to be aligned for people to use it and it has to be something more than money <laughs> you know like because if it's just liquidity and money, it's just going to go away as fast as it came, you know? Um, so that's a big thing that I'm really focused on is, like, incentives and how you start. Like, how you how you communicate it and, and talk about it is super in line with, like, what the incentives are for that project. We have Lee here. Lee, thanks for being here. Yeah, want to talk to Jake for a minute here? I just wanted to tell Jake that, like, I think this is probably my favorite piece that you put out so far. Or that you have, I mean, you haven't technically put it out like as invented it, but shit is just so fire, bro. Like there's so many deep, like I can't imagine how long this took you to make because like the more you look at it, the more you realize like, damn, like there's this other thing that I didn't notice before. I love how like the base color is blue and you obviously know that I like, like the butterflies, like the butterflies is the first thing that initially stood out to me, but there's so many little other details. Like there's one like eye that has like, every color of the rainbow and then it has like ascii inside of all of the colors like i don't know how you think of this shit bro but like it kind of blows my mind honestly like the more that i look at it i'm pretty confident that this is going to be like your highest like what has been your highest uh selling piece so far like initial sale by the way my king thank you for that it means it means very much to me i really appreciate that 
I, you actually just made me think of something that I was thinking when I made this piece is I was like, yo, it'd be super crazy if when you looked at it and zoomed in, there were just like more, as a ton of shit. Like every time you zoomed in, you're like, damn, I just noticed that this thing has this in there. Like that was kind of the goal for it. And I, I kind of forgot that cause it's been quite a while, but like on the left, like the skeletons and shit, like the dude in the purple hat is supposed to be like my yeah, punk, your punk kind of like, yeah it's, I, I know yeah like yeah. it's just like subtle nods to things um so yeah and then my highest i don't know i think it was i know i did the that one art heist that i did which was like my first i actually like that was like my first piece i painted i sold that for 18 um but then yeah basically after that i had that was the f- highest on uh, like primary market, but right after that, there was a 36 eat sale and then a 40 eat sale on my one of ones. So I feel like, yeah, I'll probably list, you know, around like 50 or something just because. Are you gonna? It's, I don't, I don't want to like ruin the surprise if, if there is one, but like, are you gonna make this on your own contract or super rare? Probably super rare, but I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to wait or trying to see if they will let me do it on my manifold contract. So wait, hopefully wait, do like the first wait. manifold Pete contract or something on super rare. Like that's really what I want to do is keep it on that contract. Well, and, and to further that Jake, when are you thinking of minting this? Is it any time like very soon or you're thinking sometime later this year? Definitely very soon. I mean, if I could just, if I could mint it on my manifold and then like put it on super rare right now, I would. But I'm trying to see if I can, like, chat with them and figure it out. Because once I can do that, I'm totally ready to mint it. Like, I've been sitting on it for a little bit because I just wasn't sure what I was going to do with it. And, yeah, then I'm sitting here doing the thing, like, okay, well, I have this piece that's totally ready and is, like, I haven't really shared with people. And I could do that for, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Super Rare Genesis just in general, I haven't done a one-of-one auction since last year. So, you know, I've been thinking like, do I not rush, but like, do I, you know, get something together or I have this thing that's like ready, you know? So I'll probably, it'll probably be something that I mint soon. Cause I just feel like it's definitely time, you know? For sure. You talked about when you tweeted out the link, to this conversation to come vibe with you uh while you draw so are you currently drawing have you been drawing during the conversation i was for a little bit but then once i got like mini rugged i i was sitting in my car and i got out <laughs> i was drawing <laughs> i'm finishing this jenkins collab right now i'm just like finishing the last part of the last piece but i was drawing yeah okay so you mentioned it the jenkins uh collab What's that experience been like? And I guess, he, he, you know, they approached you and are you planning to do more collabs? Yeah, so I want to... The Jenkins thing, I think it might be something I would normally not really do, but I thought the CAA thing was especially cool. And then when I went to NFT New York City, I met, uh, I met the guys uh, who, like, are Jenkins and thought they were really dope and I also just thought it was a cool opportunity to like give back to my community and theirs you know 
Um, so at first it was going to be one piece and then like, yeah, I was done with that one and I was like, eh, it'd be kind of not lame, but like, I don't have a lot of stuff with a big collection size, you know, like a lot of my stuff is, I try to keep it like under a hundred, like 27, like it's not a lot. So I was, I was like, how can I make this? So it's not, it doesn't just flood the market with like action of 3000 things even though it's not on my contract, da, 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 da. but I decided to just make three, <laughs> which has been kind of an undertaking, but I think that's dope. I want, I, I've been telling people when I've been working on these airdrops that I'm doing for my collectors or the Jenkins thing, like yeah, yeah. I think that if I can do airdrops that are crazy and like above and beyond when there's other, you know, these collections that have teams of people and they're like, dropping these airdrops that are like maybe underwhelming or people expected more like that is like how you show people like you know value and staying power you know things like that so um and then in terms of other collaborations i'm definitely trying to i mean i'm trying to do something now where i'm doing like i'll do like collaborations for airdrops like and they might be people that aren't in the space yet that i can like introduce to my community onboard them pay them you know, like give them like a big, like that's like a ton of stuff. You know, I'd love if I got in the space and someone was like, Oh, here's some ETH to mint, you know, here's my discord. And all these people for the most part, I feel like are there, like they just want to learn about dope new artists and dope show. Um, and there's like a side of the culture and background that I come from that is definitely not in the space yet that I am trying to like bring in and introduce people to. The, I love the, uh, you know, over the, the, this conversation, we've continued to hear that the give back or to those that are new. And I think that's one of the really big takeaways that I get from you on a regular basis, which really is, uh, is neat. Cause you don't get that from everyone, especially artists, you know, that maybe just focused on their own stuff, understandably. But I love the fact that you continue to, to kind of have that mindset that you want to onboard more people. You mentioned something earlier uh, about Tezos a little bit. Do you plan to put any of your art on another blockchain, whether it's Tezos, Solana, anywhere else, or you just do you feel like sticking on Ethereum is is the move for Jake the DGen, or do you feel like that's something that who knows where we're going to go in the future? I have one piece on Solana that I put out forever ago that I like on like Echoplex, but it was super glitchy. And I, I didn't really know how it worked, and so I just like listed them, and I don't, I don't know. It was so glitchy. I don't even know. Like I know that the tokens are out there. I just don't know. I don't know what the addition ended up being. It was like this glitch piece I did. So I did that, and then I also have Tezos stuff that's kind of like low key because it's not under my name. But I know some people found it in my Discord. So but, are are you planning going forward? Do you think you do anything more with? Me? Maybe I'm really interested in Arbitrum. I think Arbitrum, like, and some L2s are kind of interesting. Um, I especially think, like, Arbitrum is because it's just pretty easy to... I mean, Polygon's a pain in the ass. Like, I don't even... I can barely even figure it out. And so it's like, how am I going to explain this to somebody else? Like, you know, like... How to, it's so confusing. So Arbitrum, I feel like, is fairly straightforward, fairly easy, faster, cheap, and it kind of it. I, they didn't have a token, which I think is super 
super key. Um, so, I mean, I'm pretty bullish on Arbitrum, but that being said, I feel like when I start to think about it or like spend time on Arbitrum doing this, I lose track of like the art, you know? So I'm really mostly focused on just continuing to make great stuff. And then when the time comes, I really will know, like when I finish a piece, I'll be like, okay, yeah, this is a one-on-one or this is an addition or this should go here. Like I can kind of like, I don't know. It's like a feeling, you know, but I'm not against doing it on different blockchains at all. I'm like super open to doing that and it's super fun and doing it on L2s is just helps people with, you know, financially, like the gas isn't crazy. So I'm definitely into it. For for sure. All right. So we have a little bit of time left. Some more speakers. Manic, Manic, you've been up here for a while. Do you have a question for Jake? Yeah. I just want to say, uh, Jake, big fan, man. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I've, I've been an artist in the space since about <laughs> September and there's a handful of artists that I really like and identify with and, and you're in that list. And I like, you know, <clears throat> the art, it's really reckless and, um, you know, sort of, um, which I identify with a lot and I just, I can't, I can't afford one yet, but I definitely one. Um, and you know, also big shout out to Jake as well. Um, you, uh, you kind of challenged me to do, or just challenge artists to do like a free drop, like a free mint. And I, I, I dropped Scully, uh, Scully doodles. It was like a 5,000 piece that sold out. It was pretty funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I just appreciate the, everything you're doing for uh, new artists in the space and all the big ups you're doing curation. I think for 22 is going to be major. So looking forward you know, to that. Dude, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I've noticed like I've noticed you reaching out to me and tweeting at me and like I've I'd always do the best I can to respond, so I'm sorry if I haven't, but the mint thing, like when I said that, I was just that was so dope that you did that. I thought that was amazing and like a lot of people I feel like aren't like there's an opportunity in front of people, you know? And like I I don't wait for something to happen, you know? Like, when I saw you do that, man, I thought it was super dope because I was really, it was like, yeah, I was talking almost about, like, these big profile pictures. Like, yo, if you guys think it's so good, right, then drop it for free and let, and get paid off the royalties since you think it's that good. And to see you do that, I was like, oh, that's, that's super gangster. Like, that's how you, that's how you do it, you know? Well, it was so. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Is I, I've normally just dropped one-to-ones, primarily on foundation or whatnot. And then I, I started coding and, and shit and, and learn how to create a DAP and, and all that. And then I, I literally um, just finished a smart contract and, and, you know, randomized some AI skulls that I trained an AI how to draw a skull and got like 5,000 variations and just put it together. But since that, you know, interesting since then I produced, and I know it's funny because you're talking about like, you know, uh, quality, you know, like quantities or and whatnot, but like, you know, since the last 10 days, I've put out like 60, like 65,000 NFTs in like eight <laughs> different collections. That's pretty epic. And, and like seven of them have been free. Um, and it's really sort of inspired and, and it's really risky within the space to put that much out as an artist, but you know, either I could obviously burn them, but I'm really doing it more as an experiment really based upon that initial like tweet, you know what I mean? So like being a fan of the art, um, 
and uh and then having that tweet was pretty dope so i just want to say big ups man thank you definitely man thank you i appreciate you for sure abasi is here abasi thanks for uh being here do you have a question or a statement for jake yes what's going on the rippler what's up man what's up jake Hey, Jake, I've been listening to the conversation, man. It's been great. Um, you know, someone who's kind of established in the in the space as an artist right now yourself. I had a question for you on, you know, for new artists that are coming into Web3, what are some, you know, beginning steps that you can take to kind of build your brand or your identity as an artist within this space? Especially when, you know, you have a lot of new artists currently coming in that are doing one-of-ones uh, and bigger projects or, you know, more bigger collections as well. So what are some, you know, um, advice that you have for new artists that are, you know, coming into the Web3 space, uh, particularly uh, to, you know, help get their art out and also help, you know, create their own community of um, the people that, you know, follow their art, that believe in their vision um, and things like that? I'd say to take your time, uh, be yourself and have fun, you know? <laughs> No, I feel like a lot of you don't make good art if you're not having fun. So you have to be having fun. But mostly is I think to just I think the biggest thing is to be yourself. And I think that's I mean, a lot of the stuff I said is probably cliche, but I had been myself and acting myself and talking like that, like pre like it's an, it was nothing that changed, you know, it was and I thought about it. I was like, mm, is this like, should I be this way? Should I just be? myself and speak my mind completely and I was like yeah why would I not be <laughs> so I think that I think that you know especially in this space like I know that my perspective is really valuable you know and when I got into the space I didn't know or I didn't know that I didn't think that I didn't I wasn't sure and so like I realized that you know, just being myself and speaking my mind completely freely and saying exactly how I feel is, is the number one, you know, cause there's other people that feel that way. So the thing is, yeah, just keep creating, like, I guess being like what you want to see out of the space. Right. Cause if, if we start doing that and everyone does exactly what they want out of the space, that's already here, I think there'll be a change, you know? Um, and also, I mean, the basic things like, I got my friend into this, you know, this week and they're talking and I was like, Hey, you know, like you should go on Twitter, find, you know, search up the NFT tag if you need to, whatever, or find like a shill thread and just find dope artists you like and reach out to them and, you know, comment back and like their stuff because I still try to do that a lot. And I was doing that in the beginning. And I know that's how, that's how I got a ton of people to follow me and make me learn about me is because I supported and said that I supported stuff that I genuinely liked, you know? Um, I think that's important. Like that sense of community and just like, you, you know, telling people how you feel about whatever it is, the art or, you know, the space. Like I try to pretty much freely speak my mind and say how I feel about really anything. And yeah, I mean, I don't care. I don't care if it's the, popular or unpopular thing to do because a lot of these people i never met in my life <laughs> so i care less right like i just am i'm just here to try to exp you know explain where i come from explain what i want to see in this space explain explain and educate how it's helped me as an artist and like hopefully do that for more people
I love I love the um, the authenticity. I think that goes so far in life and in specifically in this space. And that's as a, uh, one of the things that has me uh, attracted to 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 your content, to your art, to to watching your feed, which I've done for for at least a year now. I mean, I mean for real, like right. We've been uh, in communication now for a while, where I've been trying to set this up to talk to you, to hear from you, because I've uh, always enjoyed. Um, you know, your commentary and not just uh, from an artistic standpoint, but we'll take the last, I guess, two more questions from the requests here on a conversation with starting with you, Earth Sample. Thanks for being here. Hey there. Uh, I just wanted to say um, I'm a huge fan of your work. I, I joined the space in about September and I had I had seen some stuff of you prior. I think it was uh, you responded to some kid who got scammed by Ian Connor. And I, I just followed your Twitter after that. And that was before I joined the space. But I, I wanted to ask um Damn, how long ago was that? That was so funny, <laughs> yo. I remember That's that. Crazy. Yeah. I think um his, his name started with an A, right? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember his name. I think he actually messaged me a couple months ago. I should try to find it. Yeah, he's a cool kid. I was following him on Instagram for uh, for a while before. Um but I wanted to ask uh, you know, you you've been in the space for a while. How do you see, like, how do you compare, I guess, where the space was, what it is now? Uh, you already answered the question of, like, where it's going, but I just wanted to get some insight of, like, how how things were in the past and, and yeah, just along those lines. <sighs> I mean, I really miss, like, I remember, like, right when I got in the space, I really missed that time. But that was also, it wasn't necessarily the space was that different. Although it was for sure, but it was also that like new to me and I was like, I mean, I'm still really inspired by seeing like all these artists. All I would have never found half of the artists that I, stuff I collect, stuff that I, like, stuff that I just see, like would have never had without NFTs. That's just a fact. So, you know, like that's beautiful to me that there's just more art, but I think right now, I feel like we're kind of reaching the top of this like thing where like a gamble thing or, you know, there's a lot of ways that the technology in itself can stop that. For example, like vesting, like, oh, okay, if I made a profile picture collection with two other artists in here, right? Like, but we made the smart contract, so we don't get the, you know, we don't get the ETH for a year or the ETH, you know has to stay in the treasury unless it's voted on. Like, there's stuff that can eliminate that. It's not just printing millions of dollars and rugging everybody. And I, I, I think it's just, like, kind of like a little baby, you know? In my opinion, I mean, I've only been here for a year, but when I came in, I feel like it was a toddler. I feel like before that, it still it was probably smaller. But, like, you know, I feel like it'll grow and it'll become something in general, I don't think that we should call NFTs NFTs. Uh, I think it's stupid. And I think people who have already seen shit on uh, TikTok or whatever, wherever they see shit, will just hear and, and they're like, all right, bro, like, I don't want to hear anything else about this. And that sucks, you know. But I, I, I think it's, again, it's up to, like, to keep calling them that or, you know, like all these things, not just naming, right? So. That's what I see. Also, I mean, there is not a, you know, there's not a window of, sometimes I'll look at the art 
space in the space and and I feel like it's definitely probably harder to sell one of ones and additions as an artist now because of the fact that a lot of stuff is people are using the liquidity for it. There's like tons of projects every week that people are just spending ETH on. Um, and that's probably hard, especially for new artists coming in. But I also feel like, like these aren't excuses for things. Um, and also, like, your success is not defined based on what you sell. Like, it's really defined based on the art. And ultimately, like, outside of NFTs and just creatively in general, I believe that if it's undeniable, like, no one can, you know, like, you can't lose almost. Like, if the art is undeniable and you put the time into it, you learn, you make it and build it, like, people will come, you know? Um that's like the biggest thing I really, 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 really believe in. Especially when people are like, oh, I don't know why this isn't working. I don't know that or that. And it's like, you have to build it though. You know, you have to build something for people to come and join. And I mean, I didn't know what that was for a while, but I realized that it's my art and my community and like my perspective. Like other people think that. And if they don't think it, if they can't relate to it, they do want to support it, you know. And, and they're also fans of the art and want to collect it. Cool, thank you. Thank, thank uh, Earth Sample for, for coming up. And we'll give the last question uh, from the audience to you, Shu. Uh, thanks for being here. Thank you, appreciate it. So I, I kind of have two questions, but one of them just kind of got answered. So the first one's um, just knowing, uh, Jake, you being from like photographer, videographer, that's how I know you. Um, how do you control your narrative like across those mediums? Because... For me, at least, I mean, and this is also a very localized standpoint, like when I post on Instagram and I haven't been posting on Instagram anymore, but when I post on Instagram, people will be like, oh, like, what is this painting that you're doing? Like, why are you posting this? And it gets, you know, terrible engagement and this and that. And I know that's not something that you should uh, probably pay attention to, but I have been finding it hard to just like control it because I consider myself a, a multimedia artist. Yeah, that's like, it's not, that's not an easy thing. I think it also has to do with storytelling and people will say like a visual language, right? That's definitely super real. I think, I mean, you know, for me personally, I think maybe that my style has happened that way because of how long I've been an artist, like creating, but because I'll look at things from trying to I'll try to look at my stuff from an outside perspective sometimes when I hear someone say something to me about like, oh, these you know, these things might be two different mediums, but I could tell that they're both yours. And I want I think, oh, what is that? You know, like why is that happening? And I think mostly it's attitude. It's like an you know, an attitude or like this finish on it that is specific to me. Um and so I think it's about telling a visual language, right? So it could be it could be on on Instagram or something like I feel like when I was using Instagram I probably was doing that by you know like works I would post because even when I was shooting photos and posting them on Instagram when I was touring I would do tour flyers scan and well, scan them I, I think the no future thing is a great example of that visual language as well yeah like but. no future definitely was kind of like me get it out there a little bit more but I find that that is kind of always a journey almost, you know, like, because there, I'll tell you, like, there are still like 
for example, there's video and glitch stuff and animation stuff I want to put out and I'm dying to, but I am just like, well, I just need to wait on it, you know, and it's, it's not time yet for that. I can feel it. Yeah, but I did want to ask just this quick question, uh, the second question, uh, which is kind of already being answered, and that's why I want to go into it. But how do you prevent overcomplicating um, a project when the tech is so boundless? Like, uh, I mean, there's so much that you can do. It feels like um, that it's like if you want to be innovative, how do you walk that line without going over your head? And I think you do a nice job of this because I think you you seem to always put a project out that's perfectly in your wheelhouse it makes sense and again going back to the visual language etc but it's not just the art um and i was wondering how how like as a process you don't overcomplicate things part of it is young weekend shout out to young weekend he's the man uh the other is kind of like in that same uh same aspect is i find that it's kind of hard it's easy. It's really easy to overcomplicate things when you aren't the one doing it or you don't know what you're even talking about. So how, a lot of it is education. It's like you have to know what the tech can do uh, and can't do, I guess, in some ways so that you can properly communicate that. Because I remember early in the space when I was super, you know, I just learned and I was still learning and there was things I didn't know. I'd go to someone and be like, oh, can we do this? And it's just like I didn't know. Or they would take my idea somewhere else and it would overcomplicate things. And I really believe in this quote. And it's also pr probably like an Achilles heel thing because I sometimes don't like let other people do things because I believe that if you want something done right, like you just do it yourself. Like I can easily have someone make me a video promo for some pieces I put out, but I am also of the mindset where it's like, well, I can make the video promo and I know I can make it be a banger. But what's more important with my time at this point, right? Because now I'm really trying to be focused on like, like I was saying at the start of the conversation, like I want to be the best artist. So what does that entail? That means like I have to paint for like 10 hours, 12 hours a day. Or if I'm doing analog video, like I need to like learn and like get new equipment and sit there and tinker with it all day. I feel like the biggest thing too in terms of the tech and pieces that involve it is like you don't always have to even like this one of what i'm putting out i'm not gonna do anything because it just it doesn't need to but the other you know in that sense it's like the art uh, i don't know i'll have a good idea for a contract but if i don't have the art that matches it then it won't work uh weekend came to me with this idea like two months ago for this contract that we've been we've been toying with and i'm like i'm super down to do it but it needs an art piece because if it's some art that has nothing to do with the concept then it kind of just won't make sense when it could be like something that people see and then even when you tell like someone who doesn't get it but you're like oh this is dynamic in this way you know like it makes sense with the piece so i think that's like you need to have the art complement you know, whatever the smart contract involves, right? Um, I think that's the biggest thing. And it, it can also mean not having nothing, you know, like it doesn't always have to be a super dynamic, crazy, crazy piece. Uh, like there is a balance between, between like momentum and innovation and like creation 
where you want to get lost in any one particular sauce. <laughs> like, if you're there, oh, man, I got to create this one piece for months, 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 nonstop. It's like, okay, bro, you need to go do something else, right? You need to pick up, you know, like, HTML and learn, like, something's got to happen here. Um, and so, like, I think that's a really big thing is just the balance in between everything, you know, like how you balance your time working on things and uh, the people you keep around you. Like I'm really, really blessed and lucky in a lot of ways, but I also know that the reason that I connected with people like Richard and weekend, right. When I got in the space is that like, I have been proving myself with, with my work for years and I'm an artist who's like really an artist who doesn't, you know, hasn't been given their flowers in my opinion. And so for me, it's beautiful to work with them because it's like, it's like a playground, you know? Yeah, no, I, that's really honestly a perfect answer. Um, it just, it sucks because I put some pretty banger photos minted on OpenSea and now I already distributed them. So I can't, do shit about that but um at least i didn't put most of my work on there but just like you know now that i know like oh i need my own smart contract oh i if i want to do this i have to like you know do that um and it's just like kind of uh like a maze walking around and sometimes i feel a little lost so that was uh really great honestly i feel like for for that problem like i I wouldn't look too much like i think over the longer time period there's going to be like um, native functionality, maybe through Manifold or something else where you can li- literally just like burn the shared contract tokens from OpenSea and like mint an ERC721. Like that's essentially what uh, Drift is doing right now with his Where My Vans Go project. Yeah, I saw that. I was curious about how that, that worked uh, migrating it over. Yeah, I agree with Lee. Like one in the sense that honestly, probably in six months, someone's going to build something that you can do that whether it's Manifold or someone else. That's a, a huge thing I've been learning lately is I was like sitting here thinking, damn, it sucks that I have this shit on Manifold, but I got to go, I got to send people to OpenSea. So if there's some collector who, even if they're a big collector, but they don't really check the details and the metadata, it doesn't mean anything to them. So then I'm like, wait a second. You know how people are all, you know how people who build DeFi DEXs and shit, like how they're, builders that are that i'm like i could just build my own marketplace dude like easily not easily but like there are so many things out there that there are literally so many resources it's this crazy like group of people who they just made like oracles basically for all this it's like plug and play and so i'm like oh my god if if it's not there like build it because Again, I don't know how to code. Like, I'm just learning how to code. But I'm, I can see that, it, I mean, I can put it up. I can host it on my local host. I'm like, damn, that's really close, right? So, like, I think that, one. And two, if you minted it, like, don't think about it. Yeah, it happened. And, and that's, like, part of it. That's, like, part of the provenance in a way, right? Like, if you... And it's good, though, that you're thinking about it because you can be like, okay, what am I going to do for the next one, right? Like, how is the next one going to work? And how can I mess with the smart contract? And how can I learn about it, you know? And it's the same thing in terms of, this is just a life thing, I feel like, but it's really, no one knows what you're thinking, you know? So if you don't tell people, no one has any fucking clue 
what you're thinking, what you want, what your goals are. And so like, these are things that you just have to tell people and, or show them through the art, you know? I want to finish this out on this last question to you, Jake, around investorly, the idea of yourself that comes in so many forms. Obviously, you've shown that in your art and the continuation. So when you look at 2022, we still have most of the year ahead of us. What does, in your mind, a successful 2022 for Jake the DGen look like when we're looking back? Uh, I just want more I want to onboard more artists and I don't, I want there to be less broke artists. I want, I don't know. I want to learn to co- I want to learn more, but mostly probably this year. Well, I don't know. It's kind of backwards to say, Oh, I want to be in Chrissy's or Sotheby's because I do. I, I actually, it's a really big goal of mine, but I kind of want to go there and like say kind of what I'm saying. Like I want to go there as a DIY artist, like a punk artist really, you know? Um, that's a really big goal of mine, but, uh, generally broad goal is just like, you know, like Shu and I were saying earlier, like people say, oh, you're a photo or video person is I'm trying not to get boxed into, oh, you do NFTs. Like I want to be, yeah, I want to like, that's kind of my goal is to like take it way outside of that, you know, like encompass it and take it way bigger, you know, like. That's that's really the goal. But really just continue making amazing art, meeting people. I want to do collaborations. I want to make clothes and buy a house. We'd like to thank Jake the DGen and the community for a great conversation. The Investorly Podcast is brought to you by Dayslice, our home for all scheduling, payment, and website solutions in one place. Learn more today and sign up for free at dayslice.com. Stay informed of upcoming episodes, receive our valuable weekly newsletter, and learn to earn by subscribing at investorly.substack.com.